All right, good day, gents and germs and ladies. Welcome to another episode of RotaFest Detail Memoirs, where we bring amazing guests, business owners, suppliers, vendors to help you grow your business. I'm Jody. And I'm Rod Pusey. Before we get started today, I want to remind you to go out to YouTube and like and subscribe to our videos. If you love the content, please subscribe and like to it. Helps us grow, helps our content get rated higher, and helps us keep doing this show. So today we have a guest with us, Carmen from Shine, Seal, and Protect. Welcome. Hi, good to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, we're super excited. You know, our, our account manager, Ben, has been talking to you quite a bit. And he's like, you know what? You really got to talk to Carmen. She's got a really unique background. And I think she'd be an amazing guest on Detail Memoirs. So I'm like, all right, let's invite you. So let's, um, let's find out how you got into the business. Because as Rod and I have done almost two years of episodes of RotaFest Detail Memoirs, everybody's background's unique, it's eclectic, and it's surprising a lot of times. So how did you come into the detailing world? I feel like I'm Dorothy with the red sparkly shoes, and I've wandered down this yellow brick road with lots of adventures, and I have probably the the, the Tin Man and the Lion, and I have all my friends along for the adventure, no dog. Um, no Toto, but I've definitely come a different way than most people have. And that's, to me, the unique part of anybody's life story, right? It's just part of a story. We get yeah. to write that. Um, and so I start back with my first husband, version 1.0, uh, where we owned and started a, a lawn care company that developed into a landscaping company. I learned the ins and outs um, one season after my, my youngest son was born. I took and drove the the van and the trailer and cut grass with him strapped to the front of me. Um, so I learned it from that angle to designing and, you know, putting the landscape together. Great. That's all pretty. And I ran the office and did those things. Um, and then I stepped out once that was up and going and developed and became an interior designer decorator. That's a lot of fun. That's really girly, right? Um, and that wasn't enough. I, I had to develop and just I would never satisfy with staying. Once I got the hang of things, it's like, what's next? What's new, right? I wanted to keep going. Um, so I, I worked into the contracting end and the construction end of it. Um, and I knew that I was really burnt out on the whole design aspect of it when a client came to me and said, hey, I really want to redo my dining room. I know we just did it four years ago, but trends have changed. Yeah. And I just kept thinking, you're just wanting to throw stupid money at this. This is crazy. And I knew the tail sign to get out was when she said, what color should we go with? And I thought, Barney purple or pumpkin orange. I don't really care anymore. I don't care. I don't even want to do this anymore. Um, and that's when you know it's time to move on. Let go. And, and, and you know, the, those that succeed when they get out at the top of the game, the smartest people ever. Get out when you're at the top of the game. Don't spiral down. Don't wait. When you know it's time to move, move. You don't and mean from, Barney Purple wasn't the pink? That would have been purple. I mean, come on. Can't you imagine us doing this yeah. all purple? Purple, purple and orange. Isn't that like a, a team sport? color. I mean, there's lots of teams out there with the purple and the orange. And I thought, I, I don't think this is for me anymore. Little kids room. Yes. Not a dining room. Um, and that took me into, you know, perfect timing and everybody's life synchronicities that somebody just shows up at that time. And someone walked into my life and I ended up taking a complete left turn. So right brain, really thinking creative, right? Having to connect and do that and learn the contracting. And I went left turn into the financial industry. 
Wow. And I couldn't even tell you why. Um, I was a fan of, I had a counseling degree at this point. I'd worked with troubled teenagers for 10 years. Uh, and, and the common denominator, there was actually a couple of things in all of these. I love to help people. I love to discover what's the issue. And then let's go figure out a solution to get you better, whatever that better is and whatever the, the product and problem was. And so in the financial world, I discovered that people had, they, they didn't know what they didn't know. And they certainly didn't know their head from the rear in financial. Um, and so it was a big education process. And that was fascinating to me. I wanted to help people. And finances is something that can really make an impact, not just in one person's life, but a legacy, a generation of people, a community, you know, a state, a country. Um, and in that, I, I learned to compete. And one of the common denominators here is I seem to be a female that can compete and go into a male-dominated industry. A little unique. Um, not every girl can do that. Uh, I just had, I was more comfortable because, shh, don't tell, but girls are kind of catty. You know, that, that, that <laughs> phrase that women can be wow. really... I don't know what I can and can't say here, so I'll be careful. Say whatever. Women can just be real bitches. I mean, they are so <laughs> difficult. You guys come out, you compete, you knock each other's heads, and then you slap each other on the rear and on your way out, let's go get a beer. Women can't do that. They're going to hold a grudge forever, and they're going to look at you as, what are you wearing? Oh, what's her hair? What style is this? And what fashion? I don't have the time of day. Don't really care. I just, you're dressed and you look good. You present well, you talk well, let's go. I, I don't care. Um, so learning to compete in that man's world, I, I really learned a lot. I learned more of how you guys think. And again, another secret, it's different than we do. It's different than we think, right? And that is really where I, I'm going to take them the, my story here and tie it back into the detail business. So ended a 27 year marriage, not my choice, his, um, with the first one. And then I found 2.0. I found a better version. I didn't know there was a better version out there, <laughs> but into my life walks Ed and he has just been amazing. He reminds me that there's a Prince Charming in the world. He reminds me that there are still good people out there that do good things for the right reasons and gave me hope because I'll tell you what, humanity, that's you. Are you Prince Charming's too? There's more than one. Oh yeah. That's there's awesome. a couple yeah. of us. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of you. Know. <laughs> right. It's good to know. I'm telling you, women have really given up. It's and it's because they keep dealing with the same patterns. And I always tell them, you're the common denominator not the guys, it's you, you've got to deal with you. We won't talk about dating, that's for another show. We can go into that another time. I got great pointers. Um, and in that, Ed had let, he was done with a 25 year marriage. And so we come together um, and he had had a rough time too. And one of the pieces was he had really been beat down. And I don't think he's ashamed of, of saying that, but he just had very little self-esteem. And the first thing I wanted was I wanted him to know that he could do amazing things. And I started asking, what's your passion? What do you want to do? What's what is what makes you happy? What's your life's goal? And he his first answer is always he wants to help people and take care of people and do right by people. Great. The other thing I noticed was cars. 
Cars is a common denominator. Whether we're on vacation or it's Saturday morning, we gotta go do cars and coffee. We have every vacation. Um, where's a Corvette thing? Where's a car show? Where's a, yeah. Is that you? <laughs> well, that is me. Yes, yes, that's yes. <laughs> that is I totally. Am, I am still the car guy. We got interviewed at the Southern Detailers Conference, and Daryl goes, "Well, what kind of cars do you have?" And I was like, "Do we have an hour?" <laughs> I have an extensive car habit. I, I will admit, and I have a very wonderful wife that allows me to uh, continue to have my car habit that I've had since it started out as Hot Wheels, and now it's into full size cars. So, yeah, we're still into Hot Wheels version. We're, we're getting there and I'm, I'm coming on board with understanding the value. See, I see them as an investment. He sees them as a drooling and, you know, these are pretties. And I'm like, you have pretties on the wall. The Hot Wheels are on the wall. Can't that be an investment? I know it's not the same. I get it. I get it. You got to get them and, and drive them. You got to. Right. Oh, you have to feel the vibration of it. I get it. And I really tried to embrace that and embrace and understand the mentality that goes with it. Mm -hmm. It may not, what I, what I want to say is that it may not be as important to me to go drive a fancy car or an old car, but I know it's important to him. And so then it is important to me. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that's the key, what you were saying in, in uh, a relationship that a lot of people don't do is you, you become interested in something that's not necessarily interesting to you to begin with because your sp spouse partner uh, is interested in that thing. And that's, that's, that's exactly what my, my wife has done for years and my kids. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, and then vice versa. I go, you know, I've done things that I normally wouldn't do. I, I, I happen to be pedicures, man. I happen to be the one that paints fingernails in our house. And he'd, I, uh, have he'd no have his hair done, I bet you do a great hair. job. Hey, I am awesome at fingernails. <laughs> you want some fingernails done? I'm your guy. So, uh, it, I have no problem admitting that it's because you do that. I have three daughters. I don't have any sons. Mm -hmm. It means I don't have to share any of my toys or my cars. Right. Um, right. Because none of my daughters have picked up the interest in it, but, um, you know, that's, that's, everybody has to kind of be open to doing that things. And I think that's, that's the same with, uh, client, uh, relationships as well. You may not be interested in the fact that they're driving this particular car and it may not be like, wow, that's the greatest car I've ever seen. But to them, that's their baby. I mean, they're driving a 72 Opal GT and you're like, wow, that's a little tiny baby Corvette, but you, that's their baby. And, 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 Everybody mm -hmm. has a different opinion about their cars. Somebody's minivan might be the greatest thing they've ever purchased. And so it's, it's a lot about expectations. And I'm sure that you know that as a, as a just a business owner, financial person right. uh, in general, is it's all about expectations. And setting those up and digging in and finding, which is exactly where I wanted to go with the conversation. It's what I have noticed as I'm learning from other detailers out there, right? Communicating with them and right. learning how they're doing things. And I kept seeing these huge blank spots in their client development, in their conversations and what they were saying, how they were saying it. And I kept saying, who's talking about this in the industry? And being at the convention going, I got to be, I felt like I was a spy, right? So I could go to the booths, I could play the, I'm the secretary or I'm just the wife role and watch and listen. I'm a huge watcher. I could just go sit at the airport for hours and watch people because it's yeah. so fascinating, right? And that that's what I did at the conference. And I watched how they reacted and treated me. 
I watched how they treated other women. I watched what they asked us and what their expectations were. And it was a great conversation with Ben. And he admitted that he he made the same mistake, that he assumed, and he was talking to the male, and it ended, and the guy ended up saying, it's my wife who's the detailer. And he's yeah. like, oh, my bad. Yeah. And I said, yeah, yeah it, it, you guys kind of watch that. And I said, I want to open this conversation up. In the financial world, I was trained. It wasn't, it was a natural instinct to me, but I, I got training. I was in that industry for 11 years and I got trained to learn how to have conversations, how to open the conversations. When you're going to go talk to people about their wallet, know it's as close to their heart as anything in the world can get. <laughs> that wallet, talking money, you have to build cr- very quick relations. You need to know, right? You need to know who they are, how they operate, how they think. And so that's taken me down a whole nother path that I wasn't expecting of creating a, a business, and I'm calling it the vision manager, of talking to this industry about how do you create conversations with customers? How do you open the door? How do you talk to a woman? And I'm going to answer some of those questions just because I happen to be one in case nobody noticed where I'm going to tell you, I don't really care if my car is spotless on the outside or if it has a little raindrop. But if you educate me and if you tell me why that's important in the long run of the value of the car, blah, 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 that. I'm interested in. If you can tell me how to prevent the spots and the soils in the seats from my kids spilling this or that or whatever, I'm interested, but you're not asking me the right questions. You're assuming and thinking, I'm thinking like you and I'm not. Right. So, so, so one of the, one of the things that, um, you know, we talk about a lot um, being in this industry for a long time. And I think the first time I ever went to a detailing conference was 2008. Um, and one of those things is people got to look at, again, what we were mentioning was the expectations. Um, you need to find out from your client. You may think that ceramic coating is the greatest thing ever, and that's what you tout, and that's what your social media shows is all these ceramic coatings. And your client comes to you, they could care less. Their, their biggest thing is the interior because they want to feel safe and clean when they're driving in the car. And it's also uh, regional as well. So. Yes depending on where you're at, that's going to also look at the expectations and the um, help with advertising and how you sell things. Um, you know, if you're in Alaska, we got some friends in Alaska that interiors are the thing, you know, because for a long time up there where he's at, there's the exterior doesn't matter. You're driving around in sludge and <laughs> snow. And right. Right. And, and so, it also is, it again, it's regional. It's what's important to them. And, you know, again, your expectations of what a nice car is are not the clients. Their Honda Civic that looks like a worn out car to you might be the greatest thing ever, especially nowadays with, with used cars retaining their value more and more and more. Um, mm-hmm. We're actually seeing used cars appreciate. So um, cars that, that interesting. five or six years ago were in this category, you know, 18 to 20 are now 25 to 30 same right. car with increased mileage. So it, it's it's important to understand there is also a value proposition to show to somebody that says, hey, the longer that you take care of this, it is an investment. Um, I like to make money on cars. I don't like to lose money. So I buy and sell a lot of cars. I have owned, I think, last, well, it's either 45 or 46 cars. So off. 
in uh, <laughs> some of them I've owned less than 30 days. But but the thing about it is I like to make money when I sell them or at least don't mm -hmm. lose money. You can't, you know, you, you don't want to just purchase something and be like, ah, you know, it's it's a consumable. They are somewhat of a consumable. But they have a value no matter what. That's the main mm -hmm. thing to remember. They have value. And the other value proposition to talk to a client about is you will increase the value of that car by doing a detail. The cleaner it is, the it's worth more money. I can guarantee that. That is multiple times I've had that happen where all I've done is detail a car and the value increased. I, I love what you said, though, I, and I, I don't want people to miss that. You said you're not asking the right questions. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times detailers, business owners have the mindset of what they think needs to be said mm -hmm. or displayed. So what do you think are the most critical questions that need to be asked, especially when you're dealing with a lady? Well, I want to go back just one second here because I think there's a couple of other topics as to what's relevant here. Okay. And one is age, right? So when I was a 20-year-old, 30-year-old, 40-year-old that maybe has kids, what was important to me then is different now that I may hit 50s or 60s sure. and I'm buying a car, one of maybe different value. So I'm wanting to maintain or, so I think age was one thing to look at. Or a dream car. Or a dream car, right? Yeah. Uh, I think their financial demographic of where they are, and that that's tied directly to age usually, um, and where they are in life, right? Kids without kids. And did they, have they grown in their, their careers, right? So all of that changes some of that, right? So am I driving a car because it's just a car that I have to? Am I driving the car because I want to and it's my dream car? Um, do I want to show it off? So let, let me ask you this question. Who tends to want to show off their cars, male or female? Oh, I, I'm going to say males more often than females. Yeah. I think it started back in junior high when you guys wanted to show off to each other more than, and, and you did that because you were trying to impress each other. And then bystander was that you were trying to get the girl's attention. Fast forward. So now you're whatever ages, it doesn't matter because this just kind of stays the same. Those conversations that show off, you're still showing off the peacock syndrome, right? Where you're strutting around showing feathers and whatever the feather is of the car kind of determines the value that you're going to put on how it looks. Okay, move that to the side. That is the common philosophy that the whole industry is driven on, you know, play to that. The, the, some of the questions I would ask the female, really simple, what's important to you? Mm -hmm. mm. What are the most important things about your vehicle? Why do you drive it? Do, are you really concerned about the look of the exterior or the maintenance of it or the ease of it? And what you'll probably hear is, no, my husband takes care of it, or no, I'm just, I don't have time. It's a time issue for her. It's an energy issue. I've got a baby on my hip. I got food in here. I got to go to the grocery store. What do you mean? I got to also drive through the car wash. And now you're telling me I shouldn't go through the car wash because it puts a swirl on there. You just blew my mind and I don't really care because I don't have time for anything else. So tell me why maybe I should avoid a car wash, but what can I do in place of that? So how can I take a hose? How can I, I don't even want to hook up the power washer, but if I'm going to go through the car wash, I need to use this kind of car wash versus that one. Okay. Maybe I could make that educate, but you have to first ask the question, what's important? Do you want the car to smell good? 
Right. Is is having a stain on the seat a really big deal to you? Are you um, are you really COVID conscious or germ phobic that you want to make sure that the inside is super duper clean and clear and you know that Lysol wipes are probably not the best thing on the leather in your car? Educate, but you have to ask those questions. So first thing, guys, if you're not married, to have a wife to go ask these questions to, go find a female somewhere and just ask them what their perceptions are. Ask them what's important to them and then go find a different one. So you may have a single mom. You may have a, a married mom that has help and a guy at home. Go ask a variety of women what's important to them. I mean, I can we can come up with a list of questions to ask, but I think that, that that's the first place to start. Find yeah, out what's important. I think that is what's interesting is a lot of times and as you you absolutely hit on something that I think is really important the older you get the more you can draw on your experience from the past and similar to you you know we've been involved in multiple businesses and doing multiple things um, it, it all seems to be the same thing it's all around relationships and expectations and getting to ask people the right questions to get them to, it's no different in software. When we talk to somebody, we can't assume that the most important thing to you is inventory management. That may be the greatest thing that we just built and I'm super excited about it. Right. Care less. You're like, I don't care. Most important thing to me is I don't have to handwrite anything or that I capture the person's information. Or one, one thing that was really important to somebody uh, that we use is they wanted special little notes about the client because yes. they wanted to make sure that people understood that you know, hey, this particular client has a really big <laughs> bless you, a bless really you. thing about giraffes, and she doesn't like anybody to touch the giraffes. And it was like, you know, that's important stuff. So I think that it's kind of a universal thing in any industry, detailing for sure. Um, but yeah, again, find out what is important to that person. Um, I there's a when we first started this company before we actually even started this company in 2009, Jody and I were at a different place. And I actually went to a bank. Um, and as we're pulling in, I noticed in the parking lot, um, you know, I noticed cars a lot. There's a black PT Cruiser with orange and yellow hot rod flames on it. It had white wall tires and it was spotless. Somebody really took care of this PT Cruiser. So as we walk into the, the, the bank, we go into the vice president's office of commercial banking. And I look up on top of her filing cabinet and I see a piggy bank painted black with hot rod flames on it. And I went, ah. so as we're talking about stuff, she's like, do you guys have any questions for me? And I said, yeah, how do you like your PT Cruiser? And she completely changed personality. She went, I love it. And she went into all right. the accessories she did and everything she did to it and how much she liked driving it. And it ended up being a really phenomenal meeting. And when we walked out of there, our, it was with a different partner, it wasn't with Jody. He's, we've got two other partners. And he said, I don't know what you just did in there, but just keep doing that, whatever it was you just did. <laughs> right. What I said is, at the time, it's just exactly what we're talking about. I said, all I did was, it's a relationship thing. I found a common thing between yes. us that we could talk about that broke the ice and got that person to stop being corporate banker and be Cheryl. And it was Cheryl and she loved to talk about her car. So that is um, one of the things that I think is people don't realize is that relationships in a client, a client relationship is really important, not just 
because you want to get that money, but because that is how you connect with anybody. Think about a relationship with a neighbor. Think about a relationship with a friend. You you talk to people on that level and you find out about them and what's important to them and their, you know, find out about their kids and their dogs or whatever it is they're right. interested in. Um, and I think that, that people lose that. We tend to look at business as a very monetary transactional thing, and it's not. It's not at all. I will just ask you to pause one second right there. Yeah. Women do. Women do. Women in business, it's it is more relationship oriented. It, it it is a very different animal in how they connect and how they communicate, how they read each other. If they're not in bitch mode, they can be your best friend mode, right? That's the truth. So some women businesses meetings that I walk into, I can tell the flavor and the feel of that group can be very different than the next group. So I can walk in there and feel comfortable and free to just be me and show up and be authentic. The other group I know, oh, here I'm, I'm in the bitch mode, right? They're, 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 they're insecure and that's why they act that way and they critique and they, they go in through all of that. But the, the genuine and secure mode that those women have got your back They'll, you have a, a surgery, you have, you're laid up for a day, they're gonna bring food to you. They're gonna come sure. offer it. That is different than you guys, you'll go have a beer together, you'll hang out and you'll talk sports together. My husband will come home and I'm like, didn't his wife just have a baby? And he was like, yeah, well, what'd they have? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and I'm no, like, no, totally you're supposed that. to know those things. Definitely guys. We're just, definitely we're just wired differently and it's okay. I'm not bashing anyone, we're different and we're supposed to be. I just want to open the conversation for, for guys to start realizing you're different than we are and that we're different than you to have different expectations. And it's okay to learn. You can learn how to communicate more. You, you hit to me, the biggest piece of this is about relationships. And there's a program called DISC, the DISC program, and it's yeah. a personality profile, right? So when I walk into an office, I can tell within two minutes, maybe tops, if I'm dealing with the, the D, the I, the S, or the C. And the ones that used to frustrate me were the engineer types. They're very logical. They're very to the point. They're very direct. They have very minimal things around them. And they always wanted to know the details and the bottom line. But I wanted to take the meandering, let's get to know each other. Nope. And so instead of fighting that, I learned, let's let's go his route. So I can go that route. I could talk to the little old guys who were the engineers that had tons of money. What they really wanted to know was, did I know my stuff about what I knew, what I was there to talk about? Did I know? And if I could prove that I knew that and I would always blow them out of the water a little bit up front. Yes, I know more than you do. But I'm not going to rub it in. I won't. I won't be the show off. But I am going to tell you I know more, so you have reason to listen to me. Now we're going to break it down and make it real, right? So I, I discovered who they were, how they communicated, and then I could learn to change and be a chameleon to reflect back. People want to do business. Here's a key: with people that they know, they like, and they trust. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Those three no, things. Absolutely. How do I know you, right? I just met you guys. How do I know you? What do we have in common? Cars. We ha- we're talking detailing. Okay. So just in our brief conversation of getting to know each other a little bit, we've already learned some common things about each other. So now I feel like I know you because you're reflecting back to me some similar things. I like you. We've laughed a little bit. I feel like there's probably some common things that we have similar humor about things. I don't know how to trust you yet because we haven't entered into transactions. Right. Sure. But when I've established those three things, you would be the go-to people 
for anything on this topic. If you can establish that in detailing that you care about their car, you care about how they feel about it and what's important to them and you get it, you're not judging them because it's different than you, you now have a client for life. And if you communicate and build the relationship, write your notes about the dog's name is Toto and the, the, the tin man over here needs a little watering or whatever, learn those important pieces keep your notes, your contact management, your client management, whatever you want to call it, you will develop clients that will always be there and refer. And women are really good about referring. Yes. In the yeah. financial world, women are the top. Um, we make 70% of the decisions in the households. When you start learning some numbers and statistics, then you start looking at your clients very differently. Now, men probably make the decisions about the cars. That being said, although if you talk to an auto dealership, they're going to tell you that women actually make more of the decision about what vehicles to buy. That's why a lot of their advertising is geared towards women. A lot of these things, I mean, I know that's a left turn in the whole industry. Oh, wait, we got to talk about marketing. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And that's I think that's something that really lacks um, in the industry is talking about the business side. One of the reasons that um, well, you didn't know this, but we we changed our logo. This logo used to be uh, was a single person in a different suit, but we wanted to portray that people are they're they're a worker, but they're also a business person. And you have to think in you have to put on two different hats. We all do it as business owners, but you have to do that. You sometimes you're a, an account manager and you're the relationship driven, and you talk to somebody and you know that they're not going to be a client, but it's important to do that and talk to them because they may be somebody that you want to be referred by them to a different business. And, and you may end up getting that business down the road. They may meet somebody and say, Hey, they didn't work out for me, but they work out for you. So relationship driven um, sales is something that I'm really keen on. Um, and I think that is very important because it's not, it just feels more authentic. It's not fake. You're not just trying to make a transaction. You're actually getting to know somebody. You care about them. And it's a genuine thing. There's certain things you can't teach. You can learn a lot of things, but you can't teach certain things. You can't teach caring about somebody. That is you either do or you don't. And so I think people need to be really genuine about what they're doing. Um, uh, we've had some very genuine people on here that really have spoken out and said, I'm not a car person. I don't care about cars. I care about making them clean. Right. My passion is cleaning them. I don't care about cars. I couldn't tell you the engine in this car versus that car. Then there's other people that are like me that can tell you how many, you know, chrome holes are on the side of a 1964 Volkswagen bug. And, <laughs> and, and you and Ed can sit in a corner and do that. But if I asked him where the towels are in the bathroom, he'd say, I don't know. Well, you've uh, lived here 15 years. How do you not know that? Because yeah, that's they funny. magically show up on the towel rack. That's I'm right. good. I'm the, the magic towel. person. I'm dry. That's right. <laughs> They're just there. Oh, that's so. good, man. This this is an amazing conversation, and and I think it's the types of conversation that are important for all business owners to have, yes. right? Because I think a lot of times we are in sales mode versus relationship mode, mm -hmm. and when you're building a relationship with your customers and building trust and confidence and looking out for their best interest first, mm -hmm. you build a reputation for the go-to person in your community. And, and that takes time. And so kind of in wrap up, how do people connect with you? And, uh, you know, how, I mean, cause you got a lot of knowledge and you seem like you're very excited and anxious mm -hmm. to share. So 
how do people connect with your, your detailing business, but also more importantly, how do they connect to you? Well, unless you're here local, you're not going to really, I, I thought about this before we, we came on and I thought, what's the value of even promoting Shine Seal Protect? One, we're just out of the gate, right? And unless you're here local, and if I'm talking to you and you're a fellow detailer, probably not much of a connection other than building relationship and I want to refer to you and you may specialize in things that we don't. Right. But if you're in Charleston, yeah, if you're in Charleston, South Carolina area, we're in Somerville, then by all means, we'd love to connect because I think it's about supporting each other. And I don't think that there really is. If you're I'm going to take this in another direction. There's really not always competition. I don't believe that every single client is a perfect client for you. You have yep. to find what who's right for you. Who can you serve? and who needs what you do. And then who do you need to move on? Because maybe there's just not a connection there. And I still want them to be served. It doesn't have to be me. So who yeah. can I refer them to, right? And if we build great support community, then there's no competition anymore. You take that energy completely out of it. Um, where I am going and where I think I can be of value and be in service to the community more is um, the vision manager at yahoo.com is how you reach me, or I can give you my phone number. You can reach me that way. And I'm interested in looking for right people, right clients with the right mentality, then I can help them develop their websites a little bit more, their marketing messages a little bit more, their, their follow-up clientele a little bit more, give and train them and their teams how to be conversation client-oriented to be in service. Now, that may not be all of your team, right? You have some techs and some guys they're going to be about doing the business. They're going to be out there polishing and buffing and doing whatever. You don't want them anywhere near your clients. You just want them to go do what they're good at doing. You have to know who you're dealing with for them to know what is it they're good at, right? Everybody to their strengths. And then you have others that are the, the managers that you want them to have the best communication skills that you can. And I think I'm a, I, I would just raise my hand and say, consider me to, to do that. And I want to have conversation with you guys. I found some as I'm looking at your software, I found some areas that I thought this would be a great place to collaborate and to communicate on how it could be built in to the software. Mm -hmm. Help me if I'm wrong here. Nope. Um, and we are always great. open to that. That that has been one of our secret sauces, right? Is mm -hmm. a lot of the features that you see in RotaFest, in fact, a significant number of them have been recommendations by a customer right? Or prospective customers like, man, I really like your customer, your software, but there's an aspect of my business that I would really like to track and, and, you know, dial in. Can you adapt? Can you configure the system to do that? We're like, well, we can't configure it today or we can't, we don't have it today, but we are willing to put that into the software right. to give us some time. So I would love that conversation. And then, you know, that's on your software, but Others, whatever you already have, whatever you're using, you know, just ideas on how to roll in, take what you have and take it to that next step, right? You have a vision of what your business could and should and, and you want it to be. I'd love to have that conversation to help get it there. So awesome. that, that was virtual manager? The vision manager. Thank you. The vision. I knew I was wrong in my head. So I want, and I'm going to put it on the on the in the notes so visualmanager.com you got to reach out to carmen we want to thank you so much for joining us absolutely been fun i mean this has been a loaded uh, episode of just key information to help you guys join your business we want to remind you 
to like, subscribe, and give us a shout out because we want to continue to grow this, bring amazing guests like Carmen on. And uh, we're just super excited. You know, we're looking a little farther down the road. We have Mobile Tech Expo just around the corner. Yep. And, and then beyond that, we've got the SEMA show. And uh, then they, there's multiple events coming up. We'll announce them as they get there. So thank you very much for watching. And we will check you guys same time, same bad channel just next, next week. week. See ya. Thanks.